Hello, it is Friday, March 26th. Pretty good show today, I think. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of breaking news, a lot of good conversation. We can't thank you enough for choosing to allow us to penetrate your ear holes. If you like the show by the end of it, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's have a feel-good Friday. Let's get to this thing. Big news uh, out of the NFL this morning. There's a couple things. Zach Wilson is working out out in the middle of Provo, Utah. The BYU quarterback allegedly is throwing to be the number two overall pick today. Yes, I assume the meetings and the physicals and the heights and weights are important, but the way everybody is speaking is if he puts on a clinic today while throwing the ball in shorts and a t-shirt with no pressure in his face or defense to read, throwing to wide receivers he's known probably at BYU for 20 to 25 years at this point he could potentially go up to number two I'm proud of Zach Wilson this is an incredible position to be in but to act as if the pro day is the only thing that'll be able to display whether or not he is worthy of the number two overall pick I believe is a bit short-sighted I would assume the teams that think he's potentially worth trading up for the number two overall pick or the Jets to take him at number two and move on from Sam Darnold there's probably a lot of film I'd assume that they've looked at I assume the meetings and the, the zoom calls and the conversations are a big deal but the way people are talking as if he throws well today he's going to go number two that means they got a lot of questions on him still if they're still wondering whether or not he can throw well at a pro day I'm, I'm intrigued to hear how this whole thing goes good Big shout out to this guy, but I didn't even know he existed a year ago. By yeah, way. yeah. I, I, I mean, I assume big college football fans did or whatever. And shout out to you guys. This is much more of an NFL show because you know men's league and and just you know. Uh, a lot more friends in the... I mean, it's just we're an NFL show. But this guy came out of nowhere. This is Joey Burrow almost again. Now, I'm not saying that he had a Heisman National Championship-like year, but BYU was on the national stage again. They Remember, they took a Thursday night game or, or, or a weekend game and on like three days after learning on Thursday, flying into Myrtle Beach to take a team. I love this team, the BYU squad, this last year. I also love that this guy came out of nowhere, and I enjoy the fact that this guy has one work out away from potentially making like 15 to 20 million dollars more than what he could potentially make whenever whenever i was uh you know trying to be a kicker in the whole world you uh try to play head games with yourself and practice to simulate a potential situation you could be in in a game you know and i always uh my big go-to was because we all know at this point as a child the only thing i really wanted uh was to be rich i I don't care how how else it goes so i used to go like okay this kick is for a million dollars so i would i would try my best to put myself into a situation where i'm like okay there's somebody standing behind me that actually comes over some guy probably probably in a suit if i had to guess some super yup or whatever you you make this kick i'll give you a million dollars i used to try to do that in my head for you know kicks and field goals and punts and even whenever i was playing soccer and i was just I used to have that thought. Today, this kid legitimately, okay, you have one workout kid today. You have a workout today that could change your entire life if you go out there and light it up. And on the flip side, what if, you know? Because if they're Uh saying this entire pro day, right, which is allegedly supposed to start in about 54 minutes or so on NFL Network, they're saying if if he has a good pro day, he's going to go number two. People are going to want to trade. What if live on NFL Network... That the, what if it's in the dirt? Oh, what if, what if it's what if it's? I'm not saying it's going to be. This kid has a lot of moxie, a lot of swagger. He's going to have a great day. But whenever you put that much power into something potentially working out, does it have the equal and opposite amount of power? If it doesn't work out, makes me wonder. And are we potentially just blowing a pro day completely out of proportion? Oh, 
That's sure. what it is. Sure. Uh, also in the NFL, Leonard Fournette uh, just re-signed back with the Buccaneers for a deal that's worth up to $4 million, $3.25 million. Uh, uh, congrats to Lombardi yeah. Lenny. Thank you, Lenny. Had no idea what was going to happen with Leonard Fournette. I thought he was going to get paid somewhere. Then, obviously, the salary cap does what it did. And the Aaron Jones running back market, uh, where he goes back to uh, Green Bay, didn't really – there really wasn't a lot of big-time running back signings here. Now, the wide receivers kind of had a, a moment where they were kind of waiting to get signed, and there was a lot of players moving to New England and a couple other places. But Leonard Fournette, I thought there was a chance with how he performed in the playoffs after Ronald Jones, the original starting running back, gets hurt. He was fast. He was dominant. He was decisive. He was breaking ankles, making cuts that I don't think he was doing whenever he was in Jacksonville for whatever reason. Maybe it was because he hated being in Jacksonville. Maybe it was because the team wasn't great. But whenever he got to Tampa, we didn't know what I was going to expect. In the playoffs, what we got is what we thought we were going to get from Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU. He showcased a completely different gear in the Super Bowl, popping off for like a 30-yard touchdown. I thought teams were going to really want to get Leonard Fournette. But once again, we run into the the old adage that running backs have no value at this point. Mm -hmm, It makes no sense to me. He changed that team whenever they started running the ball more. Tom Brady actually wanted to start running the ball more in the middle of the season after the bye week. So the running back is very important. They could have got James White. They chose not to do that. And now the Buccaneers have somehow finagled a way to have all 22 starters from the Super Bowl back. Jeez. Now... I guess that means Antonio Brown was not considered a starter. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what that would mean. He is still a free agent. Will he go back? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to work out? But the Buccaneers down there, Bruce Arians, Jason Light, and Mike Greenberg, the salary cap uh, manager, uh, what a, the salary capist. What a salary uh, cap guru. Salary guru. Mm-hmm. Is that on his card? Probably. Yeah, email? I so. When he signs off an email, it says Mike Greenberg, Salary cap guru, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then his phone number. I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, they did a fantastic <laughs> job. They renegotiate Tom Brady for an extension, then move some of that money like Tom has done in New England for the last 20 years. Bring back Gronk, again, and Dominic and Sue back. Ronald Jones is going to go into his contract year here, I believe, but he's back there alongside Leonard Fournette. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin gets franchise tag. That defense, Levante David's back. Shaq Barrett is back. Nobody has any idea how they did this, but congrats to the Buccaneers making it happen. This is so difficult to do. This is so, so difficult to do. Because when you win, you assume that you're not going to be able to keep everybody strictly because whenever you're on the national stage, when you perform at the uh, the highest level in the biggest game and do well, you would think other teams are like, hey, we need that in our locker room. We would like our culture to be set around a guy that can play at the highest stage at the highest level. We'd like that. We'd like that. Somehow they were able to keep everybody in the building. I assume it's because the way the salary cap is this year and how the free agent market went, where only a couple of teams really started spending money. He signs a one-year deal. He'll be able to hit free agency next year. Who knows if they'll be able to retain everybody next year. It is a fascinating time in the NFL, and the Super Bowl champions just got basically all their weapons back, especially if they can bring back Antonio Brown. COVID Cowboy, Tone Diggs, your thoughts on this? That's insane. I did not expect yeah. the Buccaneers to be able to do that. The Chiefs were able to do it after they won a Super Bowl. Then they lose a couple uh, people. Now the Bucs are able to do it after a Super Bowl. It's almost like the new thing is, hey, when things are good, let's negotiate. Like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. hey, let's uh, let's get this thing locked down. 
I'm pumped for him, but it feels like the NFC's maybe in some trouble here for a couple of years if the Buccaneers are going to be able to continue to do this. Incredibly hard to do, and I think the salary cap going down this year actually helped them because of the soft market for a lot of positions. Mike Greenberg, Director of Football Administration, and this makes Leonard Fournette the 20th. That's a worse name. Yeah. Come yeah. on. <clears throat> what is that? Say it again. Director of Football Administration. Yeah. Uh. I guess if you want to be an administrator. Yeah, director's <laughs> Guru sounds way better. Yeah, yeah if yeah, you could drop yeah. a guru into a mm-hmm. title. Is there any teams in the NFL that have a guru as a actual title for anyone? I think Ernie Adams. Yeah, I think I believe he is just the football guru. Is that his thing? No, I actually think he's the same as Greenberg. He's a director of uh, football, football operations. Administra- yeah. and no, they're not operators. They're administrators. administrators. It's administrations mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a... I think if I'm Mike Greenberg, after what I just did, I'd like maybe a chief in there soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. give me a, or maybe an O at the end, an officer of some sort. Oh. You know, like those are two pretty important little words there. Mike Greenberg, whatever the case, unbelievable shit down there. What were you going to say, Diggs, before uh, we cut you off with the title of the guy? Leonard Fournette is now the 20th, high, 20th highest paid running back for next season. Wow. Yeah. Good value. Bargain. I'd say. Bro. He won me what twenty five grand yeah. with oh, him yeah. hitting the, the the parlay that where he hits it into second mm-hmm. third yeah. gear mm-hmm. and then pops that thing into six floats mm-hmm. the gears a little bit. Yeah. He was double clutching in that. Oh, yeah. He's faster. He was faster than people, more powerful than people. That's interesting to me. And this really is. It's kind of just you get a chance to view how teams view running backs and it's a shame because you have to have a good one you have to have a good one now the green bay packers paid aaron jones which Mm -hmm. is really cool for aaron jones and happy about that christian mccaffrey got paid down there in carolina but as soon as christian mccaffrey got hurt and they didn't win the super bowl this year all of carolina was like get him out of here get him out of here so it's an interesting world to be a running back because you're going to be relied upon in the biggest games in the biggest moments you're going to get hit the most you're going to have a lot of jobs you're going to have to protect the quarterback while also trying to run through people on a daily basis and by the way your shelf life is not going to be long and whenever you're up to get paid nobody's really going to want to pay because they think that you won't be able to continue to do what you're doing derrick henry he got uh 25 million dollars a year that's only a two-year deal though mm-hmm. uh now that's a lot of fucking money by the way he was almost a goddamn mvp candidate this mm-hmm. past season but it's just very fascinating to me i thought leonard Fournette was going to get paid maybe it's the situation with uh you know covid and everything and maybe it's just the nfl being mm-hmm. like there's a lot of running backs out there which is a shame because if you can get Leonard Fournette, we got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, we have here in Indianapolis. But if we did not have a stable in the back, like Jonathan Taylor is, I think, going to be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Naeem Hines as well. We have a, If we didn't, I think I would have been very loud of like, hey, let's get that 55-year-old LSU student that was playing running back down <laughs> yeah. there, Leonard Fournette, who has uh, found that same. Let's get him into Indianapolis. I think he's a real game changer for them. And I would assume Tom is very excited about him coming back. 1,000%. Um, Connor? Earlier today, you were uh, searching the internet. You oh, said yeah. mm-hmm. you had. To, I, I didn't hear what it was, but you said, "Hey, something sports related on the internet." I'd like to talk mm. about what was that? Oh, I don't know if it's sports related, um, but it is Steven Tyler's birthday. You know, Aerosmith. Who doesn't love Aerosmith? Dream yeah. on, dream yeah. He does country now, I think. Really? Like Chris Gaines or Steven uh, Tyler? No, no. Chris Gaines does it's emo music. Emo yeah, music. Okay, okay. Yeah, Garth does the country. Okay, right. So, right. so um, old Steven Tyler would be more like 
Chris Gaines actually because it's not country music, but he does do country music now, I think, like Garth Brooks does with Chris Gaines, but he did, you know, soft rock, hard rock, whatever the hell I don't I don't wanna be sure. on the other end of their fans <laughs> coming after me for not describing their music. You get it, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does country music now too. How old is he? Do you know? Oh, uh, I believe he turned fifty eight. No, I think he's seventy three. No okay. way he's fifty eight. <laughs> yeah, I think he's seventy three. Yeah, he's, you know, I didn't look at the age just because Steven Tyler, you know, he's ageless. He's timeless. He'll never he doesn't have a number next you know, to else is timeless who's that you just dancing around shit yeah you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. oh that's, that's gonna be timeless who's timeless no yeah you are you are, yeah. You are. Yeah, you. you're timeless no no, no. i want to let everybody know that's listening and watching right now that the boston stooge mm-hmm. whenever he was prefacing what he was going to talk about here it was he was like oh you know mm-hmm. oh yeah oh so i feel like he stepped out of the batter's box on that yeah, one yeah, and kind yeah. of mm-hmm. went back on no, Steven Tyler. Was that oh, fastball yeah. down the middle bro. i had to i had to you know Rank the news and what's bigger than Steven Tyler? You know, oh, yeah. the news you had before. Yeah, well, that's not sports <laughs> what, news. What, what news was that? What's the Steven Tyler? How old is he? 73. 73. 73. Thank you. I was right there. Close. So I knew more about the guy than you did this news that you went ahead and I was right break. there. I was right there. Uh, Ty Schmidt, how you doing, Buck? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was despicable. We had a Tampa Bay Buccaneers conversation. We did. Yeah. And we were rolling, mm-hmm. you know, but we were teased like, hey, got something right big. before the show started yeah. literally as i'm putting the ear things in mm-hmm. countdown's going down we're going hey i got something big whenever you come over and then steven tyler's fucking birth that's huge what do you mean that's a uh, massive day you stink dude yeah. what, they, <laughs> you absolutely it's huge now nah, you stink Aerosmith. Yeah. jay mute it the um <laughs> at least a minute or two you know it has to happen uh ty this week if you had to describe it from a sports um you know kind of specific Title, how mm-hmm. would you describe this week mm. if you had to? Uh, I'd say this week, you know, was pretty fucking boring. Underwhelming? <laughs> yeah. You'd say underwhelming? Um, yeah. I was coming into this week whenever I went to bed on Sunday night, okay, fresh out of, you know, watching West Virginia lose, mm-hmm. and we got March Madness popping up. What we didn't realize was the, the four-game break of March Madness Really no juice in oh. No. There's no juice to really talk about what had happened before, you see, <laughs> or no ahead, you see, because no we're too far away. We can talk about it today, which we will, by the way. Zito made a sweet 16 graphic oh, that is absolutely man. flawless. We'll dive into that in a second, oh, so Foxy. Exciting. But then, you know, we thought maybe the NFL would help us carry some news. Mm-hmm. Nothing really. There were some old rumors that kind of yeah. got brought back to the surface, like the Russell Wilson stuff. Okay, now listen. Seattle Seahawks fans have been attacking me sure. very much. Mm-hmm. We did not make up these fucking rumors. No. We didn't do any of it, but that did come back to the surface. Then there were some uh, other stories that we're trying to make. It feels like maybe everybody in the sports media world is potentially just trying to, you know, maybe figure some shit out just right now. Just trying to get through this week. And maybe, then we'll get the know. next week. But it is. The Russell Wilson thing has basically just been a carrot. They've been dangling in front of us just every couple days. Like, hey, oh. He said go Hawks, but Team 3 is not happy. Let's just move this on a couple more days. Russell Wilson needs to get traded. He yes. need, I mean, I'm, For our show. You're for sorry. our show. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks yeah. fans, I am sorry, but we need Russell Wilson out of time. Um, he did congratulate Carlos Dunlap, who he just did, signed yeah. back yeah. in Seattle. Carlos Dunlap just signed a two-year, 16-some million-dollar deal to go back to Seattle. If you do recall, Carlos Dunlap, freak athlete. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great player. Mm-hmm. Was trapped in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing for the Cincinnati Bank. I'm not this is this is just how the situation seemed to kind yeah. of pan out. He was not thrilled with what was going on in Cincinnati, which I would assume a lot of people have felt that way over the years with Cincinnati. Not saying that's gonna be the same going forward. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, going back. He actually um 
listed his house for sale immediately following a game. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm out, by the way, this is for sale. Teammate of his on the Bengals goes underneath it. Let me, hey, what let me get some comps. Let me get the let me see what the price is. So that immediately made us in the sports media world go, Dunlap's selling his house in Cincinnati in the middle of the season. What's going on? Then there was other reports coming out. He's not happy. They're not happy. We're not happy. Who's happy? Nobody's happy at Mm -hmm. Cincinnati. So you know that whole thing happens. He gets traded to Seattle immediately becomes a game changer. Just immediately starts making plays for that defense that was absolutely inept last year until, you know, they had some people hurt. Dunlap gets in there. Then they get going. Now he re-signs back there. Pete Carroll's chewing his damn gum saying, we need this guy back. He hated being there. Mm-hmm. We love what he did here. Who's going to be our quarterback? We don't know, but we oh, do yeah. know Dunlap <laughs> is going to be in there. That's a good signing for them. I'm very happy for Carlos Dunlap, by the way. Very, very happy that it worked. You know, because anytime there's like public drama, if it doesn't work out, you look like an asshole. Dunlap mm-hmm. very much was confident and like, hey, I am not being utilized in the right way here. I would like out of here. He goes and dominates, gets paid, goes back. I'm, I'm very happy for Mr. Dunlap. I think that's the other thing why it seems so boring, too, because really outside of the Patriots, any of these guys who could have been available, they've basically just going, been going back to their teams. Like, you know, I mean, like the Cardinals have grabbed a couple guys, but like, the people we've really been waiting on to see who's going where, they've basically just stayed put. Juju. Staying yeah. put. That's nice. T.Y. Mm-hmm. Staying put. Carlos Dunlap. Staying put. J.J. What? 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 That was like four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone on the Bucks. What? Yeah. You know, today's an interesting day, though, because the Buccaneers obviously signed everybody back except for Antonio Brown, but... Whenever this whole thing started, this whole NFL rosters are going to look different. The seismic shift that Mm -hmm. is coming, allegedly, is what was said by the Arizona Cardinals uh, owner after, you know, signing J.J., doing an interview or two or something like that, after he hopped out of his private plane that he flew himself baller. Wow. I own an NFL team. I'm going to fly my plane to go pick up a guy in the middle of the woods at his log cabin, Mm -hmm. fly him back. Sign for 30-some million. I'm going to pay him. <laughs> and I'm going to do an interview, and then I'm going to get right back on that fucking plane, and I'm going to go get A.J. Green. I'm going to pick yeah. his. That's a pretty baller move. But whenever whenever they said the seismic shift was coming, you know, we we thought there was going to be a lot of movement. And that, the thing that came shortly after the seismic shift statement was uh, Kyle Van Noy was cut from the Dolphins. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That was like maybe the beginning of, like the J.J. Watt thing was big. Then when Kyle Van Noy got cut, I was like, oh, no. Okay, so they're gonna, everybody's going to have to be cut. And the Saints cut like 10 people. Mm-hmm. The, the Kyle Van Noy was the first, though. And then that happened. Then it kept moving. Kyle Van Noy has done some interviews since then. He has since re-signed with the Patriots going back up there. The Dolphins, I think, will pay him some money still next year to play against them a couple times a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes back to New England. He's going to spend money. He'll be joining us in uh, in about an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey. Oh, wow. yeah, oh, Kyle Vanoy, friend of the show, will be joining us now. He caused quite a stir on the internet whenever he was asked about his relationship with B-Flow, and he said no comment, and then everybody started going, we started getting a bunch of tweets because 20 or 30-some days ago, or however long it was, whenever he was in his drop-top Bentley in Miami Mm -hmm. talking to us, we had asked him about B-Flow, and he said a lot of very positive things about the culture they're building down there. He talked about how much pride he had, by the way, being a part of the group that is turning around the culture for the Dolphins. So whenever he got cut, I was very, we were all very confused. I think he was very confused as well. So then whenever he says no comment after this whole thing happens, everybody's like, oh, well, what is the, what what happened? You know what? And that's what, 
Listen, I'm not going to ask him to tell us exactly what happened because I don't need anybody, you know, airing out their laundry on this show. I don't mm-hmm. want to be associated with it because then my comments, my notifications, my mentions are filled with just drama. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you get back what you put out. I like, to, but, but I do have to say, like, hey, what, what? Did this come out of nowhere? Yeah, like, what did happen? What did happen? <laughs> you know, like, hey, let's not get dramatic, but I would like to know, like, you know, was it... I think the way I'm going to frame it, okay? And we'll do a little word shopping here, you know, okay. together okay. as a team. Yeah, here we go. Well, I think whenever I talk to Kyle, the way I'm going to frame it is like... And he's, he might be watching right now, so like, Kyle, this question's coming. <laughs> and that <laughs> doesn't right. normally happen. Yep. But was it like... Was it a drama thing? You know, was it like somebody said something about something? Maybe something's going on. Was it a business thing? They asked for a pay cut? Like, you know, like you don't have to tell us exactly, but is it is it because he put out something that said personal, like it's personal. It's like, well, that, that could be a multitude of things whenever they say something's personal. Mm-hmm. So I think we, w- we will attempt to get a comment from the no comment. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have to. That is our duty to the sports media yeah. and to our listeners and viewers. But I'm not going to ask him to air out laundry. No. So, no. you know, kind of, we have been in the breaking news world, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Past few days. T.Y. doing that Baltimore thing was interesting. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. He might end up back in Baltimore a year from now, too. You never know. He <laughs> signed a one-year deal. A lot of people signed one-year deals. Baltimore's in the game for a wide receiver. It's very apparent. They went after Juju. Juju went back to Pittsburgh. They went after T.Y. T.Y. went back to Indianapolis. I assume they went after Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins was out of the building. I assume they're going to continue to be in the wide receiver market. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you've got to be pretty pumped up about that. But then hearing this all, you've got to be pretty bummed, too. It's like, what the fuck are they saying to these guys? That these guys don't want to come to Baltimore, and that's what the internet's big reaction has mm-hmm. been. Uh, notifications, mentions after Ty says that on this show, a lot of people tweeting. I get a chance to kind of see like Ravens fans respond to that, and I get attacked by some people in there for you know just existing, I guess. But I get a chance to kind of see the reaction. Baltimore Ravens fans are very bummed about this. Everybody that isn't a Baltimore Ravens fan, though, they're like, well, all these wide receivers say no because Lamar Jackson's quarterback. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think think that is something that maybe one or two people tweeted and then somebody else saw it and was like, well, that's got to be what it is, actually. And I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. I wonder what it is, though. Like, I wonder what the pitch is that Juju hears it and he goes, nah, I'm going to go here. Now, granted, you got to remember, going back to... Uh, the building that you've been in for a long time, going back to the city, the house you live in, everything like that. That is something that you can never put a price tag on. That is a comfort. That is a convenience. That is just absolutely priceless. But what's the pitch? There has to be some sort of pitch. What's going on? Can Harbaugh not? Can Harbaugh not? Did you he know, lose the fastball? Sell the snake oil? Whoa, yeah. What's going on? I mean, it certainly <clears throat> sounds like it, especially if these guys aren't, if they're not just one-year deals. Like, I mean, they're they're offering decent money, it sounds like, too. So it's definitely not that. And we have no idea what any of the offers from the Ravens actually are. <laughs> just like we don't know what any of the offers are to any of the players. T.Y. didn't even tell us what he was mm. offered, right? And we had a bunch of people talk about T.Y. was full of shit. He was like, he didn't even tell us what he was offered. So, so what do you even... Uh, the internet's a oh, Ravens fans right? were upset. Oh, yeah. Ravens fans were upset. That's yeah. that's shame. There was a spin hey, this morning. Hey, it is. It, I want to let you know it is. If I'm a Ravens fan, 
and I see them after what happened last. Sorry, Gumpy, we'll get to you in one second. But, but it is if I'm a if I'm a Ravens fan, and remember Lamar went on Eisen show, mm-hmm. and he said the uh, offense was getting predictable. Yep. Marquise Brown put out a tweet that was like. Uh, a quote of a rap song. It's like, uh, why you got dogs if you yep. ain't even going to use them or something uh-huh. like that? Never. And then said, so never, yeah, with a like, with an ad lib and a, never, you know, yeah. in, in the back on the tweet. And then you heard other people talk about predictability of the offense. And it seems like, you know, if you're a Ravens fan, it's like, okay, we got a guy, Lamar Jackson, who is one of one, alien, nobody else doing what he's doing on a football field. And it feels like we're potentially fucking it up, like whenever that was all happening. Now with the offseason, they're trying to make plays. we got to add weapons. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to get at least one more person. Maybe that'll help out Marquise. Maybe this will help out Lamar. Remember, Josh Allen's deep ball percentage, and I'm not saying that everybody's attacking Lamar's throw, but Josh Allen's deep ball percentage, once he got a guy like Stephon Diggs who could catch a deep ball for him, his percentage went up through the roof. It makes you a better quarterback whenever you have numerous weapons. Now, I'm not saying that the tight ends that Baltimore has had for a long time are not incredibly talented, and Hollywood Brown, everything like that. But if you get guys that are guys, like Juju, T.Y., Sammy Watkins, another guy that's a guy, that's only going to help out Lamar Jackson. So I'm not 100% sure that these guys are saying no because of Lamar Jackson. I think it's potentially the pitch, whatever else they got going on, what's the future, and also, is this worth more than me moving out of the house that I've lived in and getting free agency with a no covid like salary cap one year from now with a court with a, a with, well with TY that's not a quarterback but it's a system he knows yeah. with Juju it's a quarterback he knows. Is it worth it? So if you're a Ravens fan, I'm not completely sold that it's about Lamar like every other fan is. I think there's a lot more factors into it. What were you going to say, Gump? There was a spin this morning that they think wide receivers have to block too much in the Ravens offense. Which, by the way, that could be a part of their pitch where it's like, hey, we love that you blah, 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 you blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Here you know you're going to have to block or whatever. That might be. Who knows? Well, what were you going to say, Nick? I think there's credibility to that because I think a lot of the major criticism shouldn't fall so much on Lamar. It should go to the Ravens OC uh Roman, Greg Roman. Yeah, I think Greg. he takes a lot of heat there in that in that case. And I, I don't think guys want to play for him. Well, that's – and who knows if it's um, personally, you know, and I don't think that's – whenever you say guys don't want to play for no, him. No, his it's, scheme. It's, a, yeah, it's not him as a person, but it's like maybe if you're T.Y. or Juju and you're doing a one- or two-year deal and you hear that – or Sammy Watkins – and you hear that the salary cap is going to be $250 million – in four or five years from now after this 11-year, $110 billion media rights deal with people going back into stadiums. And I would assume there's going to be an upcharge on everything in there. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't expect that overpriced Coke that you drank at a stadium game to not be a more – that's going to be a more overpriced Coke. Oh, yeah. This ridiculous. So if you're a wide receiver and it's like, okay, I have a chance to get I'll, – I'll get less balls than I got last year somehow – going into a new place, new house. And in two years, if, if for T.Y., he said he wanted a one- or two-year deal. I assume Juju was similar. Mm-hmm. In two years, whenever this thing's crazy, I'm going to have less catches. I would. That seems like the right – it seems like mm-hmm. it is the scheme. Now, maybe they're telling him that we're going to open this thing up a little bit more. Who knows? And to that point, I just sent a tweet to the boys from six days ago from Des Bryant that says, all of this Lamar hate. All of this Lamar hate is starting to get on my nerves. Just know I got to see firsthand what he have to deal with. Him being able to play QB is far from the issue, says Des Bryant. 1,400 retweets. Pretty good. Yeah, so I think that is what everybody – so the attack on Lamar's arm 
was the low-hanging fruit, I think, for the internet to do its thing. But it seemed like it was a lot of people that were saying it, just from my kind of scroll through my notifications to what was said. I think it's much more so, how many balls am I going to get? And mm -hmm. when I'm a free agent here in two years, are they going to care about how great of a blocker mm -hmm. I was in Baltimore? Or are they going to want to see how many balls I could catch? And when this thing is $250 million and contracts are only going to go like this, and I'm still going to be able to cash in again, that, that seems much more likely. I'm, well, I'm happy we landed on this. But. And if they're looking for that cash in again, like because the Ravens still have to pay Lamar Jackson probably a massive contract, there's not going to be money to go around for you know all the guys that they got there. Whereas if T.Y. goes back to you know Indy, has a really good year, he has a chance to get a pretty nice contract from the Colts. Now they have to pay... The Colts. Mm. Yeah, they have a few guys. Uh, but yeah. But yeah. Any quarterback contract that's on the horizon, every team has to think about mm -hmm. it. So it was, dangled, it was dangled over my head, by the way, when I was going. Lux. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we got to wear it. You get it. <laughs> He's good. You understand. He's really good, right? <laughs> so you think maybe you'll go down? I'm like, well, what does that have anything to do with me, man? <laughs> I think he's really good. Yeah, but like the only reason why I'm here is if he... You know, he doesn't do great or whatever. Mm -hmm. like, that's my whole job. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but yeah, I guess just take. I don't know what. However many you want to take. Fine. How many million you take? Whoa, jeez. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, I get it though. And then, by the way, they did pay him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything they were telling me was true. Hindsight. I, it was very true. Would have been perfect for you throughout. Well, what if he retires a little early? You guys ever think about him yep. and me both retiring early? <laughs> then what? <laughs> ever think about that? You ever think about that? Uh, at Viva Lazito, how you doing, pal? Oh, amazing. You want to hear the the old. Um, Poll of the day. Hey, by the way, Z, can I you say quote? I kept thinking quote the whole time I had. Well, to quote me from earlier, Zito put together a sweet sixteen oh, graphic. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Z. Oh, yeah. Hey, Z. Z did the, tried to do this yesterday, and uh, <laughs> he put thirty two. He took the thirty two, <laughs> and then tried to put sixteen teams in there. Uh, Would have been great. Yeah. It, it wasn't fitting for some reason. Yeah. But then yeah. I did it this way, and it yeah. was way easier. Yeah, Foxy, can you put that up real quick? Look at this. This weekend, by the way, big things are happening. Huge. Hey, th things are happening this March 27th, March 28th. The Sweet 16 will take place. There are four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. I believe it goes into Monday there's games. Tuesdays yeah. there's games. March Madness is about to get chaotic. Who's okay. going to win? Who cares? <laughs> the wig. I mean, we know. Every year. Loyola. Yeah. Chicago. Hell yeah. yeah. Every I'm year. Sister. We all get so fucking pumped for the first two rounds, and then after that's over, it's kind of like, all right. All right, West Virginia's out. All right, so I don't care anymore. Yeah. Sweet 16 carries a little juice, but then after that, it's like, all right. Uh, well, Elite eight, you know, it depends on who makes it. Yeah. If the big wig gets down there. Oh, yeah. Mm, I'll, I'll be watching. His little, ooh, mm -hmm. yeah, see ya. What time's he playing? Can you put that back up? What First, I think. Yeah, they do play. They first. put the big wig on first? Yeah. Smart. Let's yeah. kick off the week. Yep. Let's kick off the Sweet 16 with the big wig. Yeah. Chuck Norris's kid, Caden or Braden or whatever his mm -hmm. name is. Shut Who's up. the coach there? Uh, in Loyola, Porter Mosier. Yes. How long has he been coaching there? Uh, I think like uh, five years. He used to be uh, Rick Majerus's really? main assistant. Yeah, of course. rest in peace. You probably know him if you saw him, but of course, yeah. rest in peace. Rick. He's been in Loyola he, since 2011. Shut up. See, like it feels like that guy's a guy that somebody would grossly overpay to get into their mm -hmm. franchise or organization because that team is like so perfect. 
But hey, it might be like Shaka. Whenever you move, you might not be able to yeah, do it. Yeah. I wonder if this guy just appreciates like, hey, I'm going to stay here. This is our team. We're, we built up a school here. We got this nun lady. She's, uh, she's talking directly to God for mm -hmm. us. Why would I go anywhere else? Do they pay? Loyola Chicago, I assume, pay their basketball coach? I'm assuming he is. Loyola Chicago, big money? Oh, uh, yeah. It's downtown, so it's pretty nice. Catholic school, right? Is that what that is? Oh, I would assume, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Sister. Sister. Yeah. Sister's a nun, yeah. So Catholic school, downtown Chicago? Yeah. So it's all Irish people, I wonder? Is that, is Probably it? not. I don't know. So he turned down uh, um, St. John's, hospital, where sure. he would have got $2 million, which says it would have been significant. He makes 900000 a year. This was. Does he get a bonus? Yeah, for that winning the that's going to go up. After this was in 2019. Year. The article. Well, and then Uncle COVID came through. They couldn't even sell any tickets down there. True. Little Chicago. Yeah. You should see the nuns when they get going. The fans, oh, student man. section, the nun section. <laughs> go big wig. Go, go big wig. wig. Go it's big like uh, Sister Act, the movie with Whoopi. Oh, great movie, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. Hey, great movie. I love that movie. She had to hide out a little bit. She turned mm -hmm. the whole place around, by the way. They needed Whoopi. And they had a little yeah. music. Uh, what was the poll today? Uh, today was, is Zach Wilson a lock for the number two pick in the NFL draft? Question mark. Right now, yep, 29%. Nope, 71. Ooh. Okay, so people are wondering. You know, he might throw some in the dirt today over yeah. in Provo, Utah. Mm -hmm. I've been watching Murder Among the Mormons over there. It feels uh -huh. like I've been in Utah the last couple of days. Uh -huh. Weather's beautiful over there. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. 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 They're banning porn, too, I guess. Trying to force out Johnny Sins. Well, that's what. That's <laughs> what? it. What? Yeah. Banning Good porn luck. over there. Man. Well, do you think there's a chance that it maybe messes with Zach Wilson a little bit today? No, it's not banned yet. But if this I if this pro day was in six six, seven weeks, I think there's a chance that old yeah. there could be no yeah. uh, balloon. If it was Big yeah. Ben's pro day, they would be oh, shoot oh, dude. Yeah. I can't think. Roethlisberger is pumped that Ohio didn't ban the porn back there when he was yeah. coming out of Miami. Mm -hmm. Does it work, by the way? Uh -huh. Yeah. One cup Super Bowl is unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, for a long time, what are you saying? No, it worked for a long time. What do you mean? Oh, are you saying it's not good anymore? Oh, we're trying to twist my words, Tony. Yeah, well, you don't like Big Ben. I thought this was feel good Friday. You're right, oh. but you did allude to the fact <laughs> that he was dead. Yeah. He was not good yeah, at football. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. You're 18. Oh, okay, still going. You're saying. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Took the bronze earlier this week. Hey, yeah, I like the bronze Jeez. to win the AFC North. As value, dude. Okay, better, better I don't just take every team that I love. We have to get to a lose. break. We have to get to a break. We have to get to a break. Um, we appreciate you listening and watching wherever. I'm oh, telling you, yeah. there's some problems okay, going Jerry. on over there. <laughs> some of those songs start out real low. Oh, oh Jay. Oh, so it wasn't all Zito's fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying we should go to DJ Griff? Ooh. Ooh. This is a new one. Is it? Yeah. What's it called? It's called FO Life, dude. Oh, FO Life. Life. FO Life. <laughs> but the capital FO. And there was no. Food life. No apostrophe after it. I love Griff Nation. I don't know if he wants you creating fan names for him. <laughs> Did you hear what he called me? No. Aguapa. Gordo. Gordo. He nah. named that song after me, yeah? No, you're talking yeah. about. You're talking oh, about, don't play it now. This one? His yeah. fans would be the Griffins. Pretty sweet. Griffin Doors, baby. Griff Nation, y'all. See, what we're saying is, I don't know if. I don't know if he wants to push the Griff Nation <laughs> Might just be the Griffins. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Oh, are you on in Griffins? I'm on Griffins now. Big Griffins. Hey, Shout Griffins, out Griffins. Griffins, <laughs> hey, Griffins in the house, y'all. <laughs>
This pro day today is causing a lot of hype. I cannot wait to hear what this man thinks. Ladies and gentlemen, former head coach in the NFL, now one of the faces of the NFL, Mooch, Steve Mariucci. Yeah! Mooch! What's going on, man? Hi, Kat. How you doing? Hey. What are we, you guys doing today? Talk a little draft? I, we're talking a little draft, a little scouting, a yep. little pro day. Mooch, my question for you is, have you seen all the talk about Zach Wilson's pro day today where if he does well, he's going to lock in that he's the number two overall pick? And how much do you think that is completely blown out of proportion, Mooch? You know, the pro days are very important, and it's such a different year, right, without the combine. And these pro days, especially for quarterbacks, are choreographed very well. So they're gonna, he's going to throw 60 balls like the other guys and complete just about every one of them. And, uh, man, I remember way back when, when I was a kid coaching, um, I, I ran the workout for Steve McNair wow. on his campus. And, and uh, obviously you do what you can do to make him look good, to do all the things that he shines, you know. And, and, it's, uh, and Steve, of course, was drafted very high, uh, had a heck of a career. But... Zach's going to look good like the other quarterbacks who have had pro days. And uh, he's a good player. He's a good kid. I wish I would – I wish I had got to know him a little bit better. This is so hard to get to know these kids personally right now, the way we're restricted, right? Mooch, but he's going to be good. Are you normally in the – because the NFL Network does an incredible job, obviously, of covering the draft and combine normally and pro days and everything. Uh, are you normally studying film of these guys going into the draft? Is this something you take like you enjoy a lot or are you mostly NFL stuff? So we're seasonal during the, during the season. We are, you know, we, we go dark. We don't do anything else, but study the, the, the what's going on in the, during the league and, and uh, all the players and in the teams. But once the season's over with, we jump full into the draft and oh. we start looking at these kids um, because we typically bat are at the combine. We, we, we run the combine. Um, we don't run the combine, but we cover the combine. We would have a hundred live hours of combine. <laughs> right. And then of course the draft, we didn't have the Well, we had the draft, but it was virtual last year. We just got our schedules this morning. I woke up and boom, I've got my itinerary. We're going to Cleveland. Let's go. It's official. We're going, man. Just like we went to the Super Bowl. So um, it's it's not everybody, but uh, but some of us are going to be there live and in color covering the uh, the draft in Cleveland. So that's good news. We didn't have it last year. That is great news. We didn't have a lot of things last year because Uncle COVID, just a bad guy. I mean, Uncle oh. COVID, bad, bad guy. Or, oh, and Uncle COVID. But oh, the, COVID. the uh, bad guy, he's the drunk uncle, you know what I mean, Mooch? The, this pro day, though, at BYU, um, is there anything this dude can do in today's thing that completely – because now you say he's a great player. I agree he's a great player. I, I haven't watched any film on him, but what everybody's saying, he's a great player. He's come out of nowhere, though. It was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then there was like this. Now they're saying this day is like, well, he, he could potentially lock in the number two overall pick today. It's like, okay, what if he plays bad today? Is, have you ever seen a guy have a bad pro day, Mooch, where it's like it did not matter? Or what does that tell you if somebody doesn't have like maybe a perfect pro day? Anything? You always go back to the game film and watch that over and over again. And then you always have some private workouts, too, where, uh, gosh, I remember going to BYU's campus working out Ty Dittmer. Remember that guy? He won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And I was coaching at uh, Green Bay. I was coaching Favre with Packers. 
And uh, so the quarterback coaches and OCs and head coaches at times will get out and work these guys out personally, get to know them, spend the day with them, see if they you can eat with a, a knife and a fork and are polite to everybody. You know, you spend a lot of time. I don't know how much of that is restricted. I think quite a bit this year. But I've never seen a bad, bad pro day. I've seen some exceptional pro days. Uh, Jamarcus Russell had one of the uh, great pro days. Hey, um, on a knee, 70. They're saying like I, yeah, 70, like 75 so yards. But, you know, but you always got to refer back to the tape. When you look at BYU tape, man, this Zach Wilson can do it. He can play. Okay. And he's, he's not a real surprise. He was always considered one of the top four or five quarterbacks. And, yes, he push up to he might push up to number two um, because you dig deeper. And you see all the throws that he can make off balance and, and create. And, and then we like that because Patrick Mahomes can do that. And so uh, this guy, uh, he's, kind of he's kind of a guy that, uh, you know, is he going to go – he's not going to go first. Trevor Lawrence is. But he very might well go second. Mooch, uh, there is some breaking news while you're live here with us. Adam Schefter and others around the insider world are reporting that the Niners are trading with the Dolphins for the number three overall pick. So this allegedly, we would assume, puts in motion San Francisco to move on from Jimmy G, get a quarterback. Uh, They are trading uh, the number 12 pick, a 2021 third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023 to get up to number three. Schefter was the first to report that. Sam Fran and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, it feels like since that Super Bowl, have not been 100% sold on Jimmy G being their guy. Then you talk to anybody that's ever worked alongside Kyle Shanahan, they're like, he believes the best quarterback is the next quarterback. Like, he has this thing where he can make anybody great. It feels like his system and everything. If he, Not anybody, but you get it. They're moving on from Jimmy G, it appears. How do you view this move? Do you like this from the Niners, especially with your close connections to the San Francisco 49ers organization? My first thought is, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at my chart. Yeah. So number three, there's going to be uh, there will be at least well, there's a handful of quarterbacks to choose from right there. Um, they don't know if the Jets might happen to take. We know that the Jags are going to take a quarterback with Trevor Lawrence, right? They don't know if the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, but one or the other will be there for the Niners and. You know, moving up to get a quarterback is always expensive, right? You got to give away a bunch of picks. But you know what? If it's the right guy, it's worth it. Let's talk about Justin Fields. He was the number two guy in everybody's eyes for a long, long time. Then the COVID year, the Big Ten year, he had some games where maybe they're like, he's not reading the defense well enough. He's not anticipating throws enough. If From your film study, if you were a team in the top five and Justin Fields is available, like let's say the Niners, would you pull the trigger on Justin Fields? Have you watched enough film to be like, yeah, I think this guy is going to be a guy? Yeah, I do. He's got great potential, great athleticism, and he's got a – He's got quite an upside. I don't think we've seen the best of Justin Fields yet. Um, you know, he's had some spectacular games, and then he's had some stretches where it's like, ooh, okay, he's young and he needs some work. Well, you're going to get that with all of these guys. But, yeah, Justin Fields certainly is going to be uh, drafted very high, top five. Could be with the Niners now. Could be with the Jets. This is really, this is really interesting. What type of quarterback – is best for that Kyle Shanahan system. Jimmy G, 
I mean, he can move, I guess, but he's not like the most mobile quarterback. He had sex or six. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry, Mooch. I'm so sorry that you had to be here for that. He had success with Matt Ryan. He had success with RG3, though. What quarterback do you think with Kyle Shanahan's offense? What style of quarterback? Like Mac Jones, for instance. They're saying Mac Jones is potential Tom Brady, although he can move. It's not like what Justin can do. It's not what Zach can do. What do you think Shanahan's offense is best with? Because he's had success with a lot of different styles of quarterback. Yeah, you got to have some some mobility uh, with his offense. Now, the good thing, the great thing that Kyle Shanahan has done, he has adapted his game plan and play calling to the abilities of his quarterback. And you mentioned RG3 is a little bit different than Matt Ryan, okay, in terms of how you would game plan. But they both were successful because, uh, you know, Kyle was smart enough to say, hey, let's do what he does best. And so, but if he wants to continue to run the football like they do over there at San Francisco, and I, I know that they will, they re-signed Trent Williams over there, that left tackle. Why? Oh. Because they want, yeah, they protect the blind side, but they want to run the ball. That's yeah. what they do. And then they want play action, movement, and keep. So they need a, a mobile quarterback. So really, flip a coin. It could be Justin Fields. He's able to do that. It could be Zach Wilson. He's able to do that. Could be Trevor Lawrence, but he's not going to be there. So I think, Pat, either guy would be very good in Kyle's offense, just like it is now. They wouldn't have to tweak it much. This is interesting because we talked to Tom Telesco last year shortly after the draft, and they obviously drafted Justin Airbear Herbert. And I asked him, I said, if if Miami takes Herbert there, what do you do? And he said, we are very comfortable with all the quarterbacks that were there, the top three quarterbacks, Joey Burrow, Tua, Herbert. He said, we were basically just sitting there letting the other two figure it out, and whoever we get, we're happy with. Now, obviously, people are like, well, why are you saying that? That means it feels like Sam Fran is probably in that same situation. It's like, hey, whatever you guys do, we're cool. Whatever, well, you guys figure, you do all the work. All right, whoever's left out of Zach, Justin, and I mean, it's not going to happen with Trevor, but whoever's left, we'll do it. Diggs, what do you Schefter have? Schefter reported, and the 49ers did not trade up with one quarterback in mind. They traded up because they're good with the options that will be there at number three. There it is. Bingo. There yeah. it is. Yeah, good. Hey, good for the Niners yeah. to be there. Hey, this is good news for Tua, too, right? I think this is good news yeah. for oh, Tua. Yeah. This means Tua is probably the guy going forward down there in Miami, even though Jacoby Brissett's down there. Hey, how about Tua, Pat? How about Tua? You know, when he's playing at Miami, and, and just this just in Miami, or uh, Alabama's uh, really loaded, okay? <laughs> and so he, when he was playing for Alabama and Nick Saban, he had four first-round receivers. Nobody, no quarterback in the National Football League can say that. He had four first-round wide receivers playing with him. Now, does that mean he's not any good? No, I like Tua a lot. But he was a very lucky guy to have that kind of supporting <laughs> cast around him, right? And so I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. He's a great kid. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, the NFL Network. You know, I watch, You know, I work for the NFL Network. You know, Pat. Oh yeah, and you're great so on there. After the draft and move, all that's all the shows that we do. And uh, let's see, I, I watch them all, but I think it was Bucky Brooks. Um, Shout out. Said that Zach Wilson reminds him of one one guy said was it was it DJ said Aaron Rodgers or was that I think one guy said he reminds him of Aaron Rodgers and one guy said Jeff Garcia and I the Jeff Garcia comparison is interesting because Jeff played for me he took over after Steve Young was hurt right ended up to go on, he, going to four Pro Bowls Jeff Garcia 
tough guy, mobile guy, could run, gritty, just, you know, fearless. And you know what? That's Zach Wilson. Now, Zach's a little bigger, but he's he's a lot like a Jeff Garcia. So this this might make sense. Let's start spreading rumors. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You know Zach what? Zach Wilson to the Niners. What you're saying, Zach Wilson, by the way, might. Hey, if he has three incompletions yeah. today, he's going to drop down to three. Uh-oh. I mean, that's basically what. The, <laughs> hey, that's what the meat. That's how it was being made out today, Mooch. It was like if he has a good day today, he's going to lock in at number two. It's like. Yeah, but here's another indicator. If the Niners don't go to the workout, oh. that means they want them. Yeah. That means they love them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's There's so much BS out there, Mooch, when it comes to that whole thing. The, nope. the, the thought of the Tua thing, let's wrap that up because the boys have some questions. Can I ask you, who's behind you right there? Who, who's, who's on the ball? What am I looking at? Right That's there? A.J. Hawk. You know oh A.J.? You know A.J. Hawk? Yeah, yeah. Somebody yep. made this. This is a, a piece of art. We'll, we'll sell it to you. That's you art. We call that art. <laughs> Mooch, have a little respect, please. I don't know the artist's name, but he would not be happy. Oh, my God. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. With Tua, now the Miami Dolphins have two first-rounders, I think, this year, two next year, and two mm-hmm. uh, 2023, which could potentially be enough to lure the Seattle Seahawks away from Russell Wilson if the Chicago Bears offer wasn't enough, if Miami is looking to get into that game. I'm not saying they are. They have four within the top 50. I, I would assume they have more than a five now within the top 50. Uh, in the San Francisco 49ers, John Lynch is in Provo, Utah wow. right now. He is on TV on NFL Network. Oh, he is right now? Yeah, he's right now. Good mask on. John Lynch seems to be, hey, seems like he's really paying attention too, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he's Austin, watching right. Zach Wilson inside now. He's watching him warm up, all that stuff. Uh, Steve White's doing a great job, by the way. Shout out to Steve. Boy, Steve. Um, but whenever, whenever teammates of Tua and teammates of Mac Jones were asked, Tua or Mac, almost all of them said Mac Jones. Now, I just want to let that be known. Not fair, okay, for the players to be asked that. Not fair for their answers to go public. Not fair for Tua, but it all did. This all got public, so I, I don't like it, but it did. How does that make you think about Tua in the lot? Does that make you change any of your thoughts? Like, oh, nobody went to his birthday party. Like, does that make you think <laughs> at all as a coach or anything like that? I think I, I really think this, Pat. Football players, any anybody on a team sport, they learn to become good teammates. Okay, and and that's why teams are good because teams stick together through thick and thin, and they love each other and they work hard for each other and they're good teammates. And I saw the same thing when 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 uh, people were asked, "Hey, do you like Brett Favre better or Aaron Rodgers?" Well, the guys on the team, the guys on the current team playing with Aaron Rodgers, man, and you better say something nice about Aaron Rodgers. You're his teammate. You're you're sitting there with him every day, right? So these Alabama guys are being loyal to their current teammate right now, Mac Jones. And so they love Tua. They really do. But he's out of the building right now. So, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna okay. get some guys, you know, showing their love to the guy that they're standing next to each day and currently. And 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 that's that's part of being a good teammate. And you know, that's an unfair question because when you compare two really good guys, I agree. Um whether you're talking about Favre and Aaron Rodgers or you're talking about Mac Jones and Tua, you know, it's like, come on, throw Jalen Hurts in there, why don't you? And just like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bury two people instead of just one. And by the way, yeah. they allegedly asked that during like a private conversation and leaked that to the media. Yeah. Like, that is a lot of leaks. Uh, yeah. Too many leaks. It's your business. Too many leaks. Hey, this is your business, though, Mooch. You've been in this business a long time in this sports media. A lot of leaks in this world. This is you, Mooch. 
It's not me. I don't leak. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I just did my 16th uh, Super Bowl, and that's longer. That's longer than yeah. I I coached 15 years in college. I've coached 15 years in pro football. And now I'm in my 16th year in, in television. It's like, whoa, I'm either getting really older or I uh, had a career path change somewhere. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm loving it. You're diversified your portfolio. Hey, Hell yeah. You want to yeah. talk about yeah, college? We can go. talk college. You want to talk NFL? Hey, I can talk NFL. If you want to talk TV, <laughs> I can talk TV. Sure. Mooch, you might be the most well-rounded football guy in the history <laughs> out here. You just feel or a guy that can't keep a job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. You know, six one way, half dozen the other. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Diggs, what do you have? Mooch, everyone's going to do this now. Does this open up Jimmy G potentially to the Patriots, or do you think they're set on having Cam Newton as their starting quarterback? Yeah, I don't know what the word set means because, to be quite honest with you, I like Cam. I'm a Cam Newton fan. I mean, I would love to be an offensive coordinator with that guy, you know, and all the creativity that you can can have in your game plan. Um, But I I didn't know that they were – that they were going to resign him. That kind of surprised me a little bit um, because their offense was so different than what they were when they were successful with Tom. It was just different mm-hmm. kind of offense. But the, the Patriots had a heck of an offseason, as you know. Man, they, they spent a lot of money and then uh, surrounded their quarterback, whoever it might be, with Cam. I don't know how long he'll be their quarterback. They might be in the market to get a guy for the future. Cam's getting a little long in the tooth. But I, I'm glad for him because he's that guy's the Energizer Bunny, man. He's that guy works his butt off, and and so the Patriots are going to be back in it. Yeah, and the Jimmy G back to New England conversation has been one that's been happening for the last like month or so. Uh, yeah. Fascinating because he knows the offense. Obviously, there was that alleged uh, tiff between either Belichick and Kraft and Tom and Jimmy, and they said we got to get him out. And now Tom's out. If he was to go back, this would be, you know, this would complete the absolutely insane offseason that has been the New England Patriots. Speaking of the Patriots, um, do you know Michael Lombardi, former general manager? Yeah, he worked with us, too. Everybody's worked with us. (laughs) Okay, can you put his tweet up on the screen? This is is fascinating what he said here. Based on how these deals work, the Jets turned down this offer from the Niners. That means they must be taking Wilson. The 49ers start at the top of the draft with this offer and find some team that says yes. Now, I'm not sure if he knows that that's how it works or just how that usually goes. Do you tend to agree with that narrative, if if that's the case? Did they go (laughs) to Jacksonville, say, hey, we want to make some plays to the Jets, and then ultimately the Dolphins are like, all right, we'll bite on this thing, do you think? That, that very well might be true. And, and Michael Lombardi, he's been around the block. He, he's, a, he's a good worker, and he's, uh, you know, he's been with Belichick and Saban, and he's been around, and he knows how the, it works with the draft and trades behind the scenes. But, yeah, that makes sense. You start at the top of the draft. I, evidently, I didn't, I didn't think that the Jags would want to move out of there. How about this philosophy I had with the Jags? How about if you just draft Trevor Lawrence – which I think everybody feels they will. And then you say, well, I'm going to trade him. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. Trade him to Houston. And I get Deshaun Watson, who's ready-made Houdini, all right, and and throw in a one to make him do it, all right? And Houston says, hmm, we got Deshaun who really doesn't want to be here. 
but we got a quarterback. We did get a young quarterback that our fans would be happy with. And we got another one because we're short of ones. And so then everybody's happy. It's a win-win. So how about that little trade scenario? Uh, Mooch, I will, we have to ask this about the Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson trade rumors have slowed down immensely because there's something much more serious happening in the real world with Deshaun Watson right now. Now, you're talking strictly on the field, obviously, and we're yep. all hoping whatever is happening off the field. If it happened, disgusting, by the way. Mm -hmm. Let's get some justice. If it didn't, let's see what that is. But why not Russell Wilson to your same thought there? Is that not something you think Pete Carroll maybe does with, okay, because they, Chicago offered two starters, a third, and three first-round picks, and Seattle said yeah. no to it. And then it's a legend. I mean, that, that was the – that was – he, they offered, they offered the Seahawks the world, and they said no. I mean, nobody's going to offer more than that. What if I mean, it was, that was? What if it was, that was Trevor offering the ranch? What if it was Trevor? Okay, you're getting a quarterback. That's a stud. Okay, so Trevor, you'd have to offer, I guess, what two more ones? I'd yeah. assume. Or the Dolphins, who just had all those. And the Dolphins now have a lot of picks. They can make some moves, too, if they had to do that thing. Mooch, there's a lot that could hypothetically happen. And I think, ultimately, you know this was 16 years of coverage, probably nothing going to happen. But it does feel like there's a lot of things that could happen. There's an update from the 49ers, Mooch. We appreciate you, by the way, being on here with us as we're going through this whole thing. The 49ers are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, according to the team. Steve White says that John Lynch told him, yes, we decided to go ahead and do this. Once it was finalized, the first thing we did was call Jimmy to let him know he's still in our plans oh. that's dove Kleiman reporting what steve white's <laughs> reported what does that mean mooch what does that mean that means jimmy g is on the team today <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know and i jimmy g got him to the super bowl you know and he's he's won i mean the guy has a great winning percentage and he's played very well problem with jimmy he's been hurt a little bit right and so um i mean i can't imagine I can't imagine Jimmy G would sit around if he's healthy and, and like being a backup while they develop another quarterback. Um, and he certainly, and then and they got Mullins over there too, Nick, and he's uh, he's played well at times. And so I, I can't imagine that he would be there. I appreciate I appreciate though that Steve had to ask John Lynch yeah. had to ask him there, and John Lynch is like. Hey, Steve, listen, have I not given you enough to talk about already today? <laughs> okay, uh, have I not already given you enough? No, no, we got to go into that. Yeah, he's still on our plates. Okay, yeah, we told him. Okay, thank you, Steve. I'm, now I'm going to try to watch the guy I'm looking to draft, potentially yeah. at number three overall. Very fascinating, this entire business. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Mooch, because all signs are pointing to Zach Wilson dicing the defense today, what do you think the Jets are going to do with uh, Sam Darnold, and what would, could they even get for him in return? You know what? I, 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 I'm kind of a Sam Darnold fan. I, I, I want him to be better, play better, win more games. And, you know, if they draft the, if, if they draft a, a big tackle right there um, and keep Sam Darnold, I think they still have a chance to win. Robert Sala is uh, going to be a good coach for them, and they've already made some good moves and, and have been pretty darn active. You're grabbing Corey Davis and, and Drod Davis, and, and they're going to be competitive. Robert Sala, you know where he went to school? Where? He went to the Northern Michigan University where I went. Okay? Oh, wow. is, that up there? is that UP? Is that up there in UP? That's where it is. You're, you, you know, you got your geography down. Hell yeah. We have a you kid. ever been up there? Never. No, that's Canada, right? It's basically Canada up yeah. there. No, it's north of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ty, what do you have? Mooch, you pretty much already answered it earlier, but so in your head, there's no way Russell Wilson's getting moved because when I saw the Dolphins make that trade, that was my immediate thought was, oh, they're going to use four or five of these first-round picks to go get Russell Wilson. It seems like it's been will they, won't they, but I think he wants out. you see him actually getting traded or no? No, no, not after they turned down the Bears' offer. That was such a rich offer that could have uh, – Remember when Herschel Walker was traded? Uh, and that's no, that's no. none of us, Mooch. None of us were alive, Mooch. <laughs> you know, let me give you a history lesson. Okay. You, okay. You, hold, you on. Okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get out. Of, hold on, we're doing the whole thing here. Let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> notes. I'm taking notes here. Let's go. Well, I don't know the exact detail. <laughs> to the Vikings for a lot of draft picks. Okay, just a lot of draft picks. And they made they they made the best decisions with all of those draft picks, and that's how they, they went from very bad to winning Super Bowls, a dynasty. And so that could have been the Seattle Seahawks with all those additional number one picks and players in it. They could have got rich quick, and they're already in a great organization. So if they turn that down, to me, they're turning everything down. Russell Wilson's staying put. And Russell Wilson's been so good for that team and that city and the whole thing. Um, he, j- he would just like to be hit less. I mean, the guy's been hit and sacked and pressured more than any quarterback uh, in the history of the world. And so, you know, they I think they just need to draft some offensive linemen and get better up front so they can function. They've had the great defenses. They've had the great play at quarterback. They just need to get better at the offensive line, and I think they will – I hope they will do that. Help to get out. Hey, Zach is spinning it right now. Yeah, he's yeah. hey, he's. I don't know if you have the the his pro day on in the background on NFL Network. Russell Wilson, by the way, I think he's been in the top three most sacked like however many years that he has throughout this. Are you turning it on right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to turn on the NFL Network. I don't know why. Well, I didn't want to be distracted when I was talking to you guys. No, no, <laughs> Mooch, please. This is a big distracted show. That's kind of our entire show. Yeah, you, you know guys, what I mean? That's a, you live in a distracted world. Today. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We. I mean, we weren't around for the Herschel Walker trade, but the, in the back there, in the back, they have Jacksonville Jaguars reps are there. What are oh, they thinking, Mooch? Are they oh, going to? I got it on. I got it on. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's some more breaking news, Mooch. Hold on while you're on here. Hey, Mooch, wait, if, if you're going to come on and news is just going to break, we need you every day, pal. Yeah. What, what is this breaking news okay. here? Blockbuster trade. The Eagles have traded picks number six and number 156 overall to the Dolphins in exchange for the number 12 overall, number 123 overall, and the 2022 Jesus. first round pick. What the hell what? is going on? What's right? going on around here? Mooch, what's going on? Um, so the Dolphins have been active. I have no idea if they're trying to accrue more picks. Uh, they try- went back up into the top they, ten. They went to number six, right? right? Yeah. They just moved so, up to number six. So, so the Eagles' number six pick is now belongs to Miami. <laughs> that is correct, mm-hmm. yeah. In exchange for uh, – and the number 56 overall to Miami. Eagles gave six and 156 in exchange for 12-123 in a f- next year first. That's a big deal. Yeah. The Dolphins, what are they doing? They still got the other first from the 49ers. So taking, all these five. draft picks are collateral, or, you know, they're like chips, okay? And you just use them to go buy something. And they, boy, they, they've got their eyes on now Miami Dolphins. They're going to pick three and six, right? No, yeah. just, no, just no six. they moved out of three, right? Because they moved out of three to the Niners, but they have the Niners first round pick. So you got to think they, they're moving back. That's right. The so the Niners are here now. 
Oh, this is getting good. All right, the Niners are here now, and then Miami is now picking six and twelve. No, nope. no, eighteen. Come on. Well, they they got to think they can get at six what they thought they could get at three Correct. now, right? A the Dolphins. Yeah, they think they could get a Devontae. wide receiver at six, probably. Yeah, maybe Pitts, maybe Devontae, maybe whoever it could potentially Jamar. fall there, depending well, on. They get they're great receivers throughout the, this draft. They can get a receiver anywhere they want. Mooch. If they want, you know, if they want Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, um, one or two will be there at six. Hey, he just threw a bad ball. Yeah. Hey, Zach Wilson might fall out of the top ten. I just saw a wobbly ball come out of his hand, Steve. He did. He wobbled. Let me look. <laughs> I'm getting distracted right now. Let me. I'd rather be watching this workout right now. Yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. You okay. Guys, hey, if it means okay. anything, we're breaking some news to you. Yeah, smart, smart. I think the NFL Network could potentially send you some too. There. Hey, Moach, I appreciate you spending time with us. You are a very joyful conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, joyful. Um, never been uh, described as joyful, but thank you for that. And uh, so where are you guys going to be for the draft? Are you guys going to be just doing draft shows all the way up? Are you going to cover this thing from A to Z, or what are you going to do? We're going to have draft. The first night, we'll have a show. Uh, we'll compete. Yeah. We'll compete with you guys. We'll uh, we'll have a show the first night. <laughs> you guys, we'll, uh, we'll go head to head. And then the next two days or three days or hey, four days. Any, how many punters? any punters in the draft? Punters are people, too. I agree. They are. The, the interesting thing is I have no idea. I probably should know that. That's something I should know. But there's so many guys, Mooch, that can kick balls far. It's like, can you do it consistently? You know what I mean? There's a big jump from college to NFL ball kicker, and it all revolves around consistency. You know that. I've always said this. Maybe I say a lot of stupid things, but I've always said the guy on the team that has to have the best hands is the punter. Yeah, yeah. You hey. have to have great hands. That's not stupid, Mooch. Yeah, I believe me. I used to go. Darius Butler was one of our DBs. Great hands. He had great. Ty, great hands. You know, I used to go while they were on the jugs machine. I'd go over too, right? And I would just, I would catch off the jugs because I think if your hands are faster, the punting's faster. It's a better everything, and also for the hold, it's better. So I really worked on my hands. The amount of shit I talked, Mooch, about how good my hands were, better than everybody else. What you just said is not stupid. Stupid. Hundred percent factual, Mooch. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So do punters go on the jugs machine and catch a lot of balls? I did. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did a lot of it. Mostly you because-, because you know what? A receiver. You know, Michael Irvin. I work with Michael Irvin. You know, if he drops a ball. You know, it's okay. Second and 10. All right. But if a punter drops a ball, you lose the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. over. And by the way, on a field goal, you drop the ball. It's, yeah. it's, it's never ends. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you go in the jugs machine so that whenever you do go out on the field, you don't think to yourself, I hope I don't drop this. I hope I don't. Because then if you start thinking of that, the game's over. The game is absolutely over, Mooch. That's big brain stuff out of you, Paisan. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot of fun. You ever going to come back on? Because when you come on, a lot of things happen. Yeah. We had more breaking news today than we can shake a stick at. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm going to go back and watch this Zach Wilson workout. You're looking good right now. He threw a wobbler, you said earlier? Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. A little yeah. Bit. there's a comeback route, a little bit of a wobbler, but everything else has looked pretty oh. good. Well, a wobble might make him go from two to three. You know? oh, oh, no, it might go to San Fran, New York. Yeah. To San Fran. That's crazy. That's a couple thousand mile difference. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Mariucci. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that 
Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, isn't mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Uh, Michael Lombardi joined us. Yeah! Hey. No, no, the other way. Yep. Pison. Um, Pison has been a general manager in the NFL. Uh, he's worked damn near everywhere. You heard Steve Mariucci talk about him. He's worked with Steve Mariucci. He's worked with Bill Belichick, Al Davis, you name it. Lombardi's been around, been there, done that with everything. And with this move that the Niners have made, going up to number three, trading with the Dolphins, then the Dolphins doing another trade with the Eagles and all that, then saying that Jimmy G is not being traded, it seems very interesting right now in San Francisco. Are they moving on from Jimmy G? Are they getting a quarterback? Michael Lombardi, I assume you know more than anybody else that's currently talking about this publicly. What do you think about this whole thing? Well, look, they didn't trade two number ones in future years to get a tight end. I mean, let's just be real clear. They didn't trade two number ones to draft a receiver. You know, you only make this kind of trade when you're trading for a quarterback. And, you know, and let's start from the beginning. You know, you're sitting there, you're in San Francisco, you say to yourself, we need to get one of these quarterbacks. So what do you do? You start making phone calls. You call the Jets up and you say, look, we're going to give you two number ones, we're going to give you our third this year, and we're going to give you, you know, the 12th pick over on the draft. Will you flop? The Jets say no. Okay, now you know the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. Pretty easy to figure that out. They say no too quick. Then you call the next team, Miami. You say, look, we'll trade two number ones. We'll trade you our three. We'll flop from three to 12. We'll get three. You get 12. The Miami says, we might be interested. Then Miami says, look, if we get the 12, we could probably get back to six with just with one of those ones. Call Philly. That's how it all comes together. Oh. And I think the only way you do this is if you say to yourself, write three names on the board. You know, we would take Lawrence. We would take Wilson. We would take who's the third. 
And that's the question we're really left with. Who is the third? How did Zach Wilson become the absolute number two in this entire thing? Because all season it was Justin Fields. Then Mac Jones got hot. Now Zach Wilson seems to be the clear-cut number two. How did that all come to be? And when did when do you think the NFL got to that point? Like, hey, this guy's going to be the guy. I think if you watch Mac, if you watch Zach Wilson play as a junior you watch the sc tape you know clancy pendergrass was the defense coordinator at sc at the time a lot of different combination of blitzes zach handled it pretty well they moved the ball effectively you know they upset usc they were able then he got hurt and then you knew he was a good player just from that tape and then he got hurt and then this year he just came in and played and he played really well the guy's got great skills in terms of arm strength movement athleticism he really has everything you want and i think the longer the evaluation goes with more tape, uh, it became fairly obvious that he was the second-best quarterback in the draft. Some people actually, I mean, some people think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I'm not in that camp, but some people do. Mike, um, excuse me, do you think it helps when scouts and GMs are evaluating a guy like Zach Wilson? Does it help the fact that he played for BYU and he wasn't at, say, like an Alabama and has four All-American receivers? He has great players around him, but maybe not set up as – as well as some of these other quarterbacks. And they always say that they're playing against nobody, but also who they have on their team is a pretty big deal as well, right, Lombo? Right, but, I mean, look, here's what we do with Alabama. Uh, so, Mac, Mac, let's take Mac Jones, for example. Somebody in the offices are cutting up every time Mac Jones, like if you watch the beginning of the Georgia tape, where you watch any of the games where there's people around him, where it's really uncomfortable in the pocket, you, we call that tape his under-pressure tape. So you watch that tape because there's too many times when he's not under pressure. So you focus your attention on the under pressure tape. And then you get to watch Zach Wilson and you make the same kind of tape for him under pressure tape. And then you've got to take yourself out of it. Okay, he's got great arm strength. He can throw the ball in rhythm. I think what separates Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence from some of the other guys is they can throw the ball with anticipation. And you don't need level of competition to determine that. You know, when you watched certain quarterbacks at different level, you could see that. You could see they couldn't throw with anticipation. That's a critical thing to evaluate. Can Jimmy G do that? And is this – And okay, so hold on, hold on, Lumbo, one second. Because it looks like the Jets are going to be out on Sam Darnold. Do we, did we ever get a chance to really evaluate Sam Darnold? I would assume you say, yes, we have. But a lot of people say he was under gaze, so who knows if he's even worth a damn. Jimmy G took that team to a Super Bowl, gets hurt. They have a COVID year. They get kicked out of their own stadium. Now he's potentially sent out of there. That, that's something those two teams have to think about, right? Well, are we making an upgrade at the position? They're thinking clearly yes, you think? I, I think if I were the Jets general manager, I would have called. I, I'm a, look, I think Sam Darnold's a talented player. Does he turn the ball over too much for me? Yeah, he does. He really does. Can I fix that? I don't know. How much better is he than how much better is Zach Wilson than he? I'm having a hard time measuring that, right? So for me, I would have made this trade if I were the Jets. I would have gone to 12 and then I would have thought about getting up to six. And, you know, now that I'm at six, I could maybe get up a little bit to get the tackle from Oregon and still have a lot of assets. So I think you can't fall in love. The one thing you can't do in a draft is fall in love. You can't. I like Darnold. I would give Darnold another chance with this system. I also think Jimmy is could be a really effective player. I think Jimmy needs to be, you know, the Kyle Shanahan system proved really well. I took him to a Super Bowl. But their dropback pass game is limited. Jimmy needs to be a little bit more into that. I wouldn't give up on Jimmy either. I think this is risky, but as I've said on this show before, Kyle Shanahan never really was all in on Jimmy Garoppolo. He was all in on Kirk Cousins. He took Garoppolo only as an asset. He was going to flip him after the season. 
Garoppolo won all those games. He couldn't flip them. Cousins got ridiculous money. So because there wasn't that link, that link to them always, I don't think Kyle ever really watched Eastern Eastern Illinois tape and said, man, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's my guy. I got to have him. I think he did that with Cousins, and I think he's done that with whatever quarterback he's going to pick, whether it's Mac Jones or Trey Lance or it's Justin Fields. Who do you think? Who's you, who are you leaning towards, Justin Fields? You know, my instincts tell me it's Mac Jones. Mac Jones, they tell me Mac Jones is one of the smartest players ever at Alabama, that he's teaching Billy O'Brien the offense at Alabama. Think about that. He knows it so well that when Bill O'Brien came in from the Texans that they sat him in a room with Mac Jones, and Mac Jones went over everything with him. Huh. That's pretty I think Mac Jones is a better athlete than people give him credit for, even though his body looks like, you know, like he's never seen the weight room. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. I, I, I get that. And so I think there's that element. Remember, Kyle Shanahan drafted Matt Schaub when he was in Atlanta. They had Matt Schaub in Atlanta and made him play really well. Nobody would confuse Schaub's third-round talent with an athlete, right? He was a good quarterback, and he played well in the NFL. So that's part of me. I, I think it could be Lance it could be Lance or Jones. I'm not sure. My instincts tell me it should be Mac Jones because Mac Jones is going to do everything that Kyle wants to do, but it that doesn't always fit Kyle's vernacular. Although, you know, tell me, Mac Jones, if you put him next to Kirk Cousins, what would you think? They would be similar, right? I think so. I think that would be a right. – now, granted, people are comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady, and I think Kyle Shanahan would be okay with that as well. Diggs, what do you have? Uh, Mike, I was going to ask you about the report that the Eagles potentially tried to move up as well, but when they found or when they potentially heard that Zach Wilson was most likely going to go to the Jets, that they decided to make this move uh, to go backwards. What do you think that says for them and potentially moving forward, Jalen Hurts? I think they're all in on Hurts. I think that's why they gave all that guarantee to Flacco. I think they know they weren't going to pick a quarterback at six, so they traded back and they'll take their chance. They got an extra one to play around with. It's really an asset management trade. I thought it's a good trade for Philly to make. They need a lot of things. You can't fall in love with one player when you have that many needs on Philadelphia. So when you trade back and pick up assets, that's a really good deal to make. So I think what we learned today, here's what we break down today. The Jets are taking Zach Wilson. Jets, okay. Zach Wilson. All right, we learned that today. Exactly. We also learned there's going to be some debate whether Jimmy Garoppolo is traded. San Francisco has told teams this morning that after this trade came through, they called. They're not trading Jimmy G. How long they stay on that tangent, I don't know. So because everything's bullshit? Lombardi, time. Lombardi, everything's bullshit, huh? Yeah, you can't. Look, remember, you can't believe anything. It's all, this is, we're playing poker, right? You got to lick the cookie. You got to know who's licking the cookie. You got to know who's got a good hand, who doesn't have a good hand. So it's all just don't believe what you read in the paper. You know, don't believe what you're reading. Because remember, there's a narrative control element to what some of the insiders say. It's not their fault. I'm not blaming them. They're getting fed a story. Well, you got it's your job to figure out if it's a story, if it's real. It's not their job to tell you. Well, we just report on those people that are reporting, yeah. by the way. So we, yeah. we would like to let it know that we do not know if any of it's real. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Lombardi, uh, the Patriots were rumored to be very high on Justin Fields because of what you just said, and it's all bullshit. <laughs> That's just a smoke screen Stop. now. Stop! No! Stop! He pounded the table yeah. right there. No, no, I'm not responding to a bogus rumor because somebody tweeted, I think Justin Fields would be perfect. No one knows what makes Belichick tick when it comes to taking quarterbacks. And I can tell you, I'm not saying he's not drafting Justin Fields. I would say there's a high probability that what you just started asking me that question is completely wrong. <laughs> How about um, another question here real quick? 
Still, I, I hate to interrupt your question, but I'm just saying the premise is it starts is completely wrong. Okay. All right. So I, I appreciate the fact that you said I'm not even entertaining that question because I, I, there's no chance of it. So did we give um, you the great idea that Kyle Van Noy should go back to the Patriots and then use decided to go, you know, maybe he should actually send some text to your kid or maybe anybody you know, and that's why Kyle came back. I feel I feel like we potentially are owed a thank you from Kyle Van Noy. It's his birthday, so yeah. another day. But was it us that potentially put the wheels in motion for that? I confirm or deny your accusation. I can only say thank you very much, but I can't confirm or deny. Oh, man. Could you imagine if that's what happened? Uh, Lombo, I appreciate you so much. Do you think all this shit is popping off because these people are finally getting a chance to meet face-to-face? For instance, the Chicago, yeah. Seattle, yeah. Seahawks, Fargo... Pro Day next week. You know, the Patriots will be there. The Patriots will be at the... You know, let's put another thing in perspective here. People scout all the players. Just because Belichick's at the, pro, the, the Alabama Pro Day or the Florida Pro Day doesn't mean they're drafting those guys. They're going there to collect data. The, if Mike Tomlin's at a school, doesn't mean he's going to draft that guy. right? They're going there to collect data. There's interest, but there's no conclusion. So be careful with that. I think now we're on the Sam Darnold watch. Now that we're on the Sam Darnold. Because Joe Douglas can't hide his cards any longer. He can't. Because he just got locked in. San Francisco doesn't do this if they're not taking a quarterback. Douglas has got to take a quarterback. Man, Lombardi, I appreciate you every time you come on. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. No Justin Fields. Let's kill that, please. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that the Sweet 16 matchups are set and FanDuel and Amazon original movies are teaming up to give you more ways to win. During March Madness. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, you can enter the Survive in Advance Free Fantasy Anything Sweet 16 Pick 4 Contest. Okay. Yeah, all you got to do is enter the Survive in Advance Free Fantasy Anything Sweet 16 Pick 4 Contest. That rolls off the tongue. It's presented by Amazon Original Movies and compete for your chance at main prize pool. The main prize pool. Main prize pool, yeah. The contest is simple. Just select four of the 16 teams remaining in the tournament and earn points for every win those teams earn from the Sweet 16 to the National Championship game. Listen, your bracket's busted. We all know that. Get a chance to get back in the game. If you can now predict, after watching the first two rounds, what's going to happen going forward, you pick four teams of the Sweet 16 uh, teams, and then you get points for whether or not they win. And um, the best part, the contest is totally free to enter. Wow. Yeah, win money totally free. Game day will be here before you know it. So head to FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel Fantasy app and enter the free 16. Nope. The free Sweet 16 Pick 4 contest presented by Amazon Original Movies today. And check out Without Remorse starring Michael B. Jordan on Amazon Prime Video April 30th. Eligibility restrictions do apply, but go in there and get there with your big ass brain. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan and Without Remorse on Amazon Prime Video. Video. And also shout out to FanDuel for giving people an opportunity to pick four teams and make some money off of what we got left because everybody's bracket's completely fucked at this point. Yeah, I'm all about this. All about this. Go to FanDuel.com. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us for hour three after that fantastic beat drop from Twine is Mr. A.J. Hawk. Yeah. How's it going, Bob? How you doing? 
Going great, bub. Just uh, was watching Zach Wilson's Pro Day, popped on uh, Twitter, and saw a little clip of you spilling all over your laptop. So it was a very satisfying clip. I appreciate you putting it out. What are you talking about? Whoa. Laptop's mean? perfectly yeah, fine. Desk yeah. is cleaner than it's ever been. Yeah. Got a chance to move a scumbag off of it a little yeah. bit. Uh -huh. now, the floor is a little bit sticky, so I've had to take off the shoes because there was a little bit of a situation. But yeah, it was almost uh, code red over here. But Everything got back uh, with some quick acting, you know what I mean? Quick acting to acting, we, we had to get out here. But I, this Zach Wilson Pro Day has led, to, by the way, it was, thought we lost the computer. Yeah, yeah. man. AJ, your, your bottom thing's drenched. We're going to find out what the waterproofness of this thing <laughs> yeah. is. You could potentially be on a pretty soggy bottom, boy. Here. <laughs> yeah. There is a chance of this whole thing. Lost a lot of shit on the desk. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, I mean, maybe it's time. No. 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 Hang on. Hold. Oh, no. Hold. Hold. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Hold. That's what I'll do with this thing. Zach Wilson's pro day has generated a lot of shit that is not really anything to do with Zach Wilson. Allegedly, now the word on the street amongst the uh, football analysts is San Francisco moved up to number three. Trading with the Dolphins so that they can get Mac Jones, allegedly, is what people are saying. Now Jimmy G's allegedly not up for trade. He's still in the future plans. There's a lot of smokescreen going on right now in the middle of Provo, Utah, AJ. I mean, Jimmy G is absolutely up for trade. And I, don't, I think Jimmy G back to the Patriots is an, an intriguing thing to think about. But I know what John Lynch said. Yeah, he said he's on the team now. But of course, yeah, like he... He's a guy that could easily be moved on draft day. Joining us now is a man who is playing for the New England Patriots yet again. Woo! Friend of the show, former Miami Dolphin. Had a quick stint down there. Mm. Got paid, though. Got oh, paid. Yeah. Got paid. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Van Noor. Yeah! How's it going? Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. AJ, this is the first one for us. I appreciate you letting me sneak into your time slot. I know how special <laughs> it is. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be with you for this one. I get to watch when Pat talks to you. I'm a big fan, man. Uh, uh, I like this. I like this. Big fan of both of you. Uh, hey, hey, Pat, let, let me start this uh, off. It's it's my birthday, so it's pos positive vibes only. <laughs> hey, feel good Friday, too. We've been doing a lot of that. How about Provo, Utah right now is the epicenter of everything, a place you went, obviously. How do you feel about it? I know. It's lit in Provo today. I'm happy for those boys. They've been under the radar for a, a long time, and they're getting some, you know, they're getting well due of all the coaches, GMs down there, Zach Wilson special talent i've seen i saw him in high school really good player in high school and to see him grow uh, and see him potentially going high obviously urban meyer not there so you know he's not going first <laughs> uh, that's funny to think about um but i think it's cool the other guys too we can't sleep on the other guys it takes a whole team uh, i think brady christensen the ta his left tackle right tackle really did some good numbers so i think a lot of a lot of players up there getting some love they deserve, not I, just Zach. I agree. There was one guy that dropped the ball who potentially ruined everything. But <laughs> I, you're, the, it is a lot of like who else is up there for those pro, those pro days. Everybody obviously the big name brings a lot of the teams, but there's scouts watching everybody out there. There's a chance yeah. that somebody is earning a special teams role on a team by the way they're performing today. Obviously, a big day in Provo. The big yeah. conversation right now though is on your birthday, Cal Van Noy. San Francisco 49ers move up to number three. 
agree. Now, I'm not going to make you say like, oh, uh, uh, I hate Cam Newton. Uh, let me get, but now the conversation, the, Cam, the, the conversation immediately goes to like Jimmy G is now potentially going to be traded. You had a chance to be teammates with Jimmy G whenever you were with New England. What are your thoughts on Jimmy G? And if you were Jimmy G and what you know of Jimmy G, this has to be fascinating. He's been a starting quarterback, took that team to the Super Bowl, and it seems like every offseason he's potentially on his way out there. How do you feel about Jimmy? What is Jimmy like? And, uh, you know, would it be cool to potentially see him go somewhere else and have success as well? Yeah. Well, first of all, Jimmy's a ladies' man. <laughs> attractive son of a bitch. Um, he's attractive. Secondly, you know, I think everybody focuses on that. He, he's a gamer, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Everywhere he's gone, I know he's played through injuries and things like that, but he's won. Uh, look at what San Fran was before he got there. He won. Look at the time he spent in New England. He won. So you can say whatever you want about him. He's a winner. He gets the job done. It might not always be pretty and not might be all what everyone wants, high-flying, touchdown, all this and that, but he gets the job done, and that's what you want. I mean, he, he went to the Super Bowl, so that speaks volume of, what he can bring to the table if he's on a good football team. What about the Miami Dolphins? We know you just came from, from Miami. You're in New England now. Everyone's saying, hey, this this bodes well for Tua. Like, they must trust Tua and think that he is the man if they're trading out of the number three spot. I guess, what did you see down there for the year when it, you were there with Tua and the Fitzpatrick situation? Like, do you think Tua's going to be the guy? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think so. Just with the, what I saw and what I've seen. I think, you know, from another perspective, he also had a lot of people uh, coaching him. I mean, he's just 21, oh, okay. and I think that's a lot to take on as a 21-year-old. Um, I mean, Stafford had it at 20. Sam Darnold had it when he was 20. I think a lot of people forget his age, and I think it's just a matter of time before you see him blossom. I just think it's going to take some time because – I think Justin Herbert's 23 and everybody, you know, compare them. That's that's a big age difference of football, in, in my personal opinion. And I think you'll see that with Tua as he gets more comfortable in the league and more comfortable in his system. I think he'll – and you surround him with weapons – I think you'll see a better version of Tua in a couple of years. I uh, don't want to distract our conversation. It's going fantastic right now. And it's nice to hear that about Tua. Uh, John Lynch was just talking to Joe Douglas at the Jets. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, Kyle. <laughs> On your birthday, you know, they might make another trade there. Uh, I know it's your birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. No trip runs. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday. Uh, did you get another train? Is that what you did? We got two trains today? Or, uh, what was <laughs> yeah, yeah. We feeling good. It's Feel Good Friday. Hey! <laughs> okay, so Feel Good Friday. Let's take a step back. Um, you said no comment, okay? It turned the world upside down. I am not going to ask you to air out laundry. That is not what my show is. It is Feel Good Friday. But what happened in Miami? Was it was it business-related? Was it was there potential he says, she said, rumor related? Was it a differing of opinion? I don't want you to tell the whole story, but what, yeah. what because it was shocking to everybody. It, we were it was it came out of no we did not expect it. I think we thought it was potentially either McCockner or Darn Schefter yeah. when it came out. We thought it was a fake thing. What was it? Was it what you don't have to tell the whole story, but was yeah. it something where it was like personal? Was it business? What was it? Uh. Honestly, I'm just as shocked as you are okay. about it. I, I truly, truly don't know. I, and the no comment thing, it's funny. 
I'm damned either way. I'm damned oh, yeah. if I give him praise. I look disingenuous. I'm damned if I say negative things. I look like a salty, you know what? Um, and I just figured no comment was the best situation for that because now you can run it however you want. <laughs> like It was negative. Quick. By the way, it was taken negative. Oh, I, yeah. I played the one, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that was, it was taken in negative fashion. So you, yeah. were, you were in a no-win situation, which is why – like yeah. whenever whenever I announced that you were coming on the show today, you know everybody on the soon like okay we gotta get the I'm like I'm not airing it I don't want this dude to air out his laundry yeah. but it, it surprised you as well there was no chance you yeah. saw this coming you had yeah, no it was idea very, it was very surprising I had no idea it was coming um, I got a phone call about it and uh, kept it moving there's no hard feelings I mean the coach I had every defensive coach call me I had players call me just as shocked as I was so. Um, it was their decision, and that's okay. Uh, as everyone says, it, it's business, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do my thing up in uh, New England. I'm very yeah. excited about that opportunity. There really is no story, and if you if there is a story, you're you're the one to find out some by someone down there, and I hope you could tell me one day. <laughs> um, but I truly don't know, uh, and that's okay. They decided to move on, and great like it's all good new england saw something in me again and they saw what i can do and i'm appreciative of uh bill and uh, mayo and stevie b uh for like thinking thanking thanking them basically for picking me back up and hopefully we can get this thing popping again okay so let's talk about your time by the way thank you for clarifying that that, that was very nice of you especially to do it on this show i appreciate you doing that yeah that means a lot the, i appreciate you giving me the platform too like I, I i get it and i know a lot of people were kind of wondering what the hell is going on like he say she say type of deal and i, I really have no hard feelings i love Miami, as you know, I did the show before, Ooh, and I love the Miami fans. I love everything about them. They were really receptive towards me for a year, and I'll forever be grateful for them. They were really, really nice to me, and I appreciate it. Okay, so let's move on. Now you're back in New England. It feels like Bill is getting the old band back together. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he's spending money. There's a lot of people that are either re-signing or coming back that have left there. Whenever you go back to New England, are you talking directly to Bill? Is he Because he does the negotiation. So is he the one reaching out to your agent? Like, how do we get Kyle back? And what has the message been like? Did Bill say, oh, you saw it, Evan. We ain't never doing that again. We need to hear. <laughs> like, what, what, is the, what is the conversation with Bill when this whole thing happens? Yeah, I think it's a little bit, it's a team effort. I think it's everybody included in that. Bill, obviously, he he leads the operations over there. So, of course, you're going to talk to talk to Mr. B. And, you know, it, it was good conversations. He's excited. I'm excited. Uh, excited. He knows what I bring to the table. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, he he didn't he wasn't happy of how things ended for their team last year and the situation they were in, and he's going to do everything he can not to be in that situation. And I'm I'm happy and blessed to be a part of that switch, and I'm I'm excited for it. It's going to be a good challenge. We got a really good division, even though everybody says we've had the worst division. I think it's tough, and it's going to be very competitive this year. That you got the Bills who haven't said anything all uh, free agency and. They're just quiet up there, and they just work, and I respect that. Everybody in the Jets making moves, Dolphins making moves, 
and we're making moves. So it's going to be a tough, tough battle for that number one seed in the division this year. Are you a bit curious as to what it's going to be like going back into New England in that locker room without Tom there? He's, he was such a mainstay. Like, yeah. What's that going to be like? I think it's going to be – that's a really good question. I think it's going to be business as usual because you still have a lot of leaders that have been there for a long time. You have Matthew Slater. You have uh, Devin McCourty, Shaq Mason, David Andrews comes back. Uh, you have a lot of uh, really good leaders. Uh, you got Hyde coming back. You got myself coming back, people that have been in the building before. Uh, I think it's going to speak volumes. I think Bill realized that and understands that, and I think – uh, having a group of young men that I've played together. I'm still a young man, don't matter how yeah, old I Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just okay. think he understands that having leadership like he has in the locker room is going to be key and going forward, and I think he has that with a lot of players in there. Yeah, we thought there was a chance that the Patriot way was going to be dead, right? Oh, like, yeah. okay, how many people are they going to be able to keep around that understand the Patriot way? And then you start seeing him like, oh, no, he's bringing back. He's yeah. like, listen, we're going to be able to bring – because the weapons that he brought in on offense, this is not normal. Like, what he did, it was not normal at all to watch. And you thought to yourself, like, how are they going to reestablish the entire Patriot way thing? Then you bring back the OGs and everybody you just listed off. It sounds like that's not something you guys are going to be worried about at all good for you i'm excited to watch connor what do you have yeah kyle's a patriots fan i just want to say everyone in new england was elated to hear that you were coming back uh one thing that happened last year while you were on the Dolphins was you, uh, the whole Dolphins D-line in Cam Newton, got into it a little bit. You ripped his chain off. Oh! Uh, you, I didn't know you were ripping chains. Uh-huh. Have hey, you reached me. out and, you know, kind of that put your swords me. away with Cam and become friends yet? Or is that something that will happen in the coming weeks? Yeah, well, personally, I didn't rip. I didn't rip his chain. I I, I wouldn't go there. That's kind of crazy. A lot of us are crazy, dude. <laughs> But I'm not going to be dry snitching either. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't me. And, you know, I think Cam Newton, I've always loved how he plays the game of football. And he he wants to win. We're both competitive. And, you know, I'm going to reach out when I see him. You know, I'll take a picture with them saying truce to everyone so they can see it on on social that we're friends. So uh, I, I plan on taking him to dinner, get to know him better. And I think we're going to have a good relationship because we want the same thing, and that's to win. Are you moving back into the same house? Did you have a house? What, like, how's that whole thing? How's that work? Oh, man, you're going to bring up some – I mean, obviously I sold it. I was thinking I was going to be somewhere for oh. – I was told I was going to be somewhere for three years. Miami. <laughs> Miami feeling yeah, good. So, you know, obviously it's going to be easy to move back to Mass and find a place, hopefully – Someone will give me a good deal on their home. Okay, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to whoever does that. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, shout yeah. out. Shout out. Um, but no, Boston. Hey, Boston, Connor, I, I've seen how excited you are. I have a question for you. Yeah. As a, as a fan, to see one year after, you know, the guy and see the, the progress and see kind of where Bill's going, how do you feel as a fan? Do you feel like – we're moving in the right direction. Do yeah. you like what, what he's thoughts? doing? 
Oh, yeah. I love it. I mean, Michael Lombardi came on and said he wanted to get back to his old ways, build the team from the middle, go get a guy like Kyle Van Noy, bring back Larry Guy. I feel great about hey, it with just, all the weapons. Hey, real quick, by the way, games. hey, Kyle Van Noy, I just want to let you know, we had Michael Lombardi on, whose son coaches with the Patriots, and I think he still is pretty connected up there. And yeah. he was talking to us, and you might have, I don't know if you saw this clip or not, but I go to, I go to him, I go, you guys going to, you think they're going to sign Van Noy back up there? And you saw him like... I don't think that has been a part of the plans yet. And then, like you, you, and then like we went on to the next question. In my head, I'm always like Lombardi wrote that down. and was like, yeah, mate. Yeah. Hey, fucking get Van yeah. Noy. Now that we're thinking about that, like, that is something we should think about. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see the two tight end system. I think you, you know, obviously, I don't want to compare app. You know, I, were you there when Aaron and Gronk were there? Or was that before you? That was a little before me, but I saw Gronk and Marty B do it. So um, I, I know what that looks like. It, it, it's special when it, it works, that's for sure. And I think John who is a special talent. I mean, he's a specimen. You saw that picture he had. He, he made me look self-conscious. I, <laughs> I was like, woo, that boy is swole. <laughs> hey, it's going to be cold again. I think him and Hunter, he gets the job done. Hunter does it all, and he's really good, too. I think it's going to be awesome to see. Hey, it's going to be cold again. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna Don't be, remind me. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be cold again. I mean, it is. You're going back into it. Now, I, the year at the Dolphins, okay, it was obviously supposed to be three years. Was the day-to-day, I assume they were the reason why you were brought in and the last time we talked to you was like, hey, bring that culture, bring the day-to-day, set the standard what we need. Was the day-to-day anything similar to what it is in New England and does your life change at all? Or did you was that something you like kind of took as an onus is like every day is going to be the same even if it's warm down here in Miami, it's not New England. Is that is it? Does that make sense with what I'm asking you here? Yeah, obviously they do. Every organization does things different and I think Flo does some things different so but for me the day-to-day i do is i'm i'm gonna be who i am as a person i'm gonna try to be the utmost professional player i'm gonna try to do you know the extra things that uh i've i was taught by my ogs to do and if somebody catches that if somebody wants to follow kudos to them you know i'm gonna try to bring along as many as i can but the day-to-day situation is it's gonna be business for me that's for sure like it's i already got my same locker i'm already in the works with the same jersey so it's 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 going to be like i'll never let coming home tell the world i'm coming home let can't do it can't do it kyle aj tries to bring down the whole show you know what i mean aj hates singing it's kind of a shame kyle too many mics i can't jump in get used to this though you know all uh, all all of us us three Ooh. Yeah. Hey, i don't know if bill, i don't know if bill's gonna love it i don't know if bill's gonna love it i mean i, I can't replace aaron i mean he, he's <laughs> the man but woo. hey uh how many super bowls you have i got two i got one more than he does <laughs> <laughs> i mean very quick that was very quick but um that just but I, I don't have the I don't have the accomplishments that my guy does. He's he's incredible. Um, I'm, I'll tell you a quick story about Aaron. Here we go. Uh, it was when I was in Detroit. Uh, we ran a zero blitz coverage and he scored and he pissed me off so bad. He you know how he scores a touchdown and he's all cool and shit. Yeah, yeah. He walked by me and like butt tapped me like 
like good try you know what i mean <laughs> uh, after that i was like man f aaron Rodgers. <laughs> hey by the way he did that on purpose i i i, oh, I know i know he, he's good at that i really enjoy the slyness of aaron for instance malcolm butler former teammate of yours he picks him off in the game last year mm-hmm. does the belt okay does the belt then there was two more touchdowns on Malcolm, but it seemed like every play went at Malcolm Butler or whatever. We asked him the Tuesday afterwards, did you see it? He's, no, I didn't see it. Mm-mm. Nah, <laughs> didn't, you, didn't even see it or whatever, Todd. What do you that have? dude sees everything. Oh. I mean, he's he's the best at, like, just acting like he, he don't know. That's his Cali swag, though. Yeah, I, his Cali swag, by the way. Oof. He's been like this the whole time. There's videos. There's old videos popping up there now. It is just electrifying to see him as a high schooler, knowing that he's probably, oh, this guy's going to go into the Mount Rushmore. Good for him. He knew all along, I think. What do you have, Ty? Uh, Kyle, have you figured out how you're going to get the Bentley back up to Boston? Or oh, you I sold ship? that shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gone. Garage <laughs> uh, The Bentley doesn't look as good in the winter, I don't think. No, it doesn't. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about your whole life that you had set up in Miami. <laughs> oh, I know. You, oh, that's, see, that's, that's what, you know, people just see the money and see all that. And they don't, you know, it's it's really a blessing. But that what they don't see is, like, the, the cause and effects to my wife, my son, you know, that whole situation. And I wish there was a better way to make that come across, like selling my house. All, all that. I wish there was like a easier way. I, I, don't feel bad for me. I, no, that's, no, no. That's not what I want. But no, it's no. just a understanding that we're human too. You know, we people get fired. You know, we're we're all the same at the end of the day. Obviously, my paychecks are different, and that's a blessing. I totally understand that. But we still have human feelings. We still go through things as a family, and it kind of rocks their world and my world. So. You know, it's it's you know it's it's tough in some ways. No comment. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is, but you're right. Whenever people get traded, like you're not just trading yeah. a player, you're trading the whole family. Like the whole family. I've, I've, been, I've been traded too. I know what that's like to pick up. And my mom, my my wife's a gangster. She she packed up the damn U-Haul herself. She drove across the country to set set the house up and all that like she she's gone through it all and people people don't see that but it's amazing what what your what impacts it has on your family from a trade to someone fired i i I wish there was a way to have people understand that a little bit better so they don't they don't always go to the the team side if that makes sense hey has this been the first time you've been fired um no, I think I got fired when I was doing a newspaper route when I was young. <laughs> so second time. Second time. Obviously pretty yeah. si- pretty similar situations. But that is something you have to kind of, like, obviously the family and the moving and everything like that. But for a guy like you and for a lot of guys in the NFL, and I say this, and we've talked about this at length a couple of times, at the end of a lot of guys' careers, they're forced out. So they're bitter towards the NFL. They're bitter towards the teams. They're bitter towards the sport of football because it's the first time in their life they've ever been told, like, hey, you're not good enough to do this anymore. Yeah. Th- did you did you have that thought at all? Like, was that ever a thought, or was it just straight, like, all right, fuck No, dude. I think I was just more shocked. I'm so, like, is it's, it's a tough question to answer, but 
I'm going to make it as easy as possible. I am so excited to go home. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it gives me chills thinking about it because of uh, the things I've a- been able to do, not just on the field, but off the field as well in Boston. Um, it, I'm so excited to go home. The people embrace me like family up there. Like, when I go to dinner, people, like, look at me like their brother or something. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, their Boston accents. and it, it's, it's all love. And I, I appreciate that. I love going to a place with culture like that. And it's forever going to be a part of me. Just like AJ, Wisconsin and Green Bay, that's his home. People know him and love him there. Same thing with you and Indy, Colts Nation for you. Like, uh, why? It's a good, I, hey, it's did a we good call feeling. you? Did we call you at all? Say that again. Did we call you at all? I'm um, what? Did the Indianapolis Colts call you at all? Was Was there any time where you didn't know where you were going to go, or did Bill call you like immediately? Oh no, I had no, I had no idea where I was going. To be honest, okay. them streets are scary right now. <laughs> 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 I mean, you've seen some of them deals. There's a lot of good players going for what they should be going for a lot more. I mean, you saw Malcolm Butler had one of his best years, and you know. It's scary in them streets. <laughs> hey, how how quickly did your your brain turn to thinking like, hey, like once you got over the initial surprise or shock, like, hey, I want to get back to New England. Like, how fast was that? It, well, it, for me, so many teams were interested. You know, all these teams are interested, and you don't really know what to think at first because free agency is nuts. Um, I, I'm sure you've dealt with it. I think for me. It wasn't. It didn't come first to mind just because there were so many teams interested. But it was always like a thought, like you know, starting to believe it. Like man, like going home, what that looks like, playing with Hightower next to me. What's that look like? You know, playing in front of the best fans. What's that look like? You know, being at home, and then you know, finally it came. It, it, it came true, and I'm blessed. I'm so excited. Like I can't tell you how excited I am to just represent Pat Nation again and just play with some of my really, really close friends from Gilmore, Jay Jones. I mean, I could go on about every player. I'm so excited. Okay, well, before you do that, I think there is one person that wants to say something about your time in Miami. Gumpy, do you have anything? Uh, Gump. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, I just wanted to say... It's all good, my man. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for one hell of a year, and I'm sorry for what they did to you. (laughs) You'll always be a dolphin to me, pal. <laughs> I appreciate it, Gums. It's all love. It's all love to you and the fans. Like, honestly, it was it was really amazing. Gum, believe me, like, you showed me love from the jump. You were excited. So was I. And it's going to be like that forever. Got nothing but love. Hey, man. I just, just out of two weeks, though, I don't like you. <laughs> that, by the way, I don't know if there is a Van Noy sack prop bet. Mm-hmm. I do believe that is probably mm-hmm. – a good, now, you can't talk about sports gambling, but I do believe I am going to profit off of those weeks rather large here with this entire situation. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Kyle, you mentioned getting your number back. Did you offer Josh Uche like ten grand? Was it $53,000 because it's the number 53? Oh, yeah, maybe 530000 Yeah, what was the deal here? Yeah. 5.3 million. Well, I'm not going to get into the compensation. Oh, oh, you got beat. I just know Josh is a really, really good kid, and good I think – Dealing with him made me respect him. He he understands legacy. He understands, you know, what that number means. It meant a lot to him. We worked something good out. 
um, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity to uh, potentially wear it again. And I know Ooh. I know how it meant to him. So I, like I really really appreciate Josh. Like he's a good kid, and I think he's going to be a successful one. He's very very talented. He be, did he beat you? Pay, overpaid for it or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get Ty. You ain't gonna get me. No, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. We're giving things. We're all happy. Pat, Pat, Pat hold on. No comment. <laughs> uh, AJ, you got anything for him? What, what number is Uche gonna wear? Do you know? I I have no idea. So what? Twenty. Oh, this has not been brand? settled yet. This has not been settled yet. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, like, maybe fifty. We're, we're close though. Oh, okay. So this is like a leverage thing that's right now. That's where the Bentley went. The Bentley just went. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit went straight to for sale. <laughs> uh, Kyle, we appreciate you, man. You're the best, dude. Thank you. Thank you for letting me celebrate my birthday with you guys. Thank you for giving me the platform. It's all love to both of you guys. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Shout out your wife for holding it down mm-hmm. in all these different cities. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a good day and a good weekend. Hey, you have a great weekend, too. All right. Well, you're going to. (laughs) (laughs) Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show all week. We're about to go into March Madness weekend. I hope you have a fantastic one. I hope your bets are fruitful. Mm -hmm. I hope your weekend is fantastic. And I can't thank you enough for listening to this stupid-ass show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks to all the guests this week. Thanks to all the boys for their incredible, passionate work this week. And uh, thank you all for listening so much. We'll be back Monday. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful, incredible Sweet 16 weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.